Hello and welcome to Prepare the Answer. Um, it's good to be with you all today. Uh, just chatting about um, some questions that have come up recently, or one specific question that's came up recently. Uh, what, what's the Holy Spirit putting in your heart? Is there anything particular that God's calling you to at the moment? I think for me, I feel just very called to be very practical in, in what God's given me, so helping people more practically, um, which kind of is what's inspired this question today, really, is that it was someone had uh, brought this, this question up, and it was um, a story from um, their own Bible study, really, which was Joshua 7. Uh, and one of these ones that no doubt you've heard over the years. Uh, and the person really wasn't so much just putting up the objection. They were they were really a bit put off reading the, the Bible, to be perfectly honest. They felt like, I don't really know if I want to keep reading the Bible when it, when it says things like this. Things like this just don't make any sense to me. Um, and it's a story of um, Achan. And he basically stole some of the devoted things to God. Um, and then the Israelites went into battle against the people of Ai, and they were defeated. And it turned out, well, there's a reason why they've been defeated. Um, there's some sin in the camp that needs to be dealt with. So Achan then steps forward. Eventually he steps forward. He's brought forward. He's exposed. He admits his sin, that he stole some of the gold, the silver, and some of the devoted things. But then what happens is, obviously he is dealt with, and he is stoned. But then also his... Sons and daughters um, are stoned. Some of his family are also stoned alongside him. Uh, and it says just before this that, that Akin and all, everything, you know, sort of connected with him will, will be dealt with, will be, and in this case, we're stoned. So the big question that comes up from this is the idea that, well, why on earth were Akin's family um, punished alongside him? And that, that is the question. And, and again, I've heard it maybe come up over the years of, let me delve into it now and again, but this person just, they just presented it to me and they were they were quite affected by it, to be honest, because the implication from that is that God has essentially punished other people just plain and simply because they were related to him. They had no involvement necessarily in the crime and that's why they, they were just punished because they were related to him. And you think that that is disturbing. I mean, that that's disturbing for anyone to hear that someone was punished that shouldn't have been punished, that they were essentially in the sense, innocent in the matter. So that's what we're going to look at today. Um, as I say, I'm sure there's maybe other things that are troubling us, questions, objections that we hear. Uh, but this is the one I took about dealing with. So, yes, he did steal some of the items. Um, but just a couple of things we need to consider. What we need to consider is, and again, I'll have this all written out, um, a little article as well, just the show notes will accompany this. But as this sin had a direct impact on other people, there needed to be immediate punishment for the perpetrators. Now, I've said there as well, if you look in Deuteronomy, that the Israelites were repeatedly told to purge the evil from among them. Uh, they had to do this. In other words, they would almost be found guilty, as you would today, if you knowingly knew about a crime but didn't say anything about it. You weren't honest about it. You didn't admit it. You know, you can actually be done in, in, law, in the law courts today for that very thing. But So they were to purge the evil from among them because it had an impact on the whole community. And in this case of Atkinson, it absolutely had an impact on the whole community. Um, so it's such a, a clear violation, as I've said, of God's word in this circumstance um, and his authority essentially could not be dealt with just in a very menial way. It had to be dealt with, you know, radically because this was a real affront to God and his authority um, from Akan. So that's the first thing to say about this. The other thing to, th to say, I only noticed this upon reading it again recently, 
was Achan had time to come clean on his actions. So it said that they were defeated in battle, the Israelites were defeated in battle. And then God pointed out that someone is in sin, has stolen some of the devoted things. And at that point they didn't know who it was. Joshua and all didn't know who it was. And it said in verse 16, it says early, the, very early the next morning. So early the next morning means that Achan had, had all night to think about this. Knowing the consequences of his actions, knowing what had happened, he had a chance to come clean. To come forward before, you know, before they came to him essentially, he had an opportunity to share about what he had done. But this didn't happen. And you think to yourself, well, it's usually a better outcome for you if you can come clean before being found out. But unfortunately that didn't happen. And maybe the circumstances would have been very different had he came clean. So that's just another little side point. Something just to consider. Well, he had an opportunity to repent in this circumstance. So, but some specific points then just on, you know, an answer to this question. Yeah, an answer to this question then. So what, what was the best, what makes best sense to answer this objection about why Akin's family were killed alongside him? Well, the point I make is, and for me, reading this passage and reading the rest of Scripture, and again, understanding context, understanding the Bible as a whole, I believe Akin's family were most likely complicit with his crime. So that's the most likely option I believe that we have here. I can't say that for certain with certainty, but I can say that for several reasons. And here are the reasons. How do we know this? Well, I think if we think of the circumstances, I think it's very unlikely that Akin could have accomplished this deed and then have hidden the stolen materials that he'd taken, gold, silver and a robe, in his family's tent without their knowing anything about it. If you imagine the size of the tents that the family lived in, the close, you know, how co- closely compact that they all were, it's very unlikely that his family wouldn't have known anything about this. And again, just remember, all Israelites were commanded to speak up if they were aware of any wrongdoing, or they would leave themselves open to guilt. Um, so you could easily say it's more likely um, that again, that these the family members were aware and complicit in the sense that they didn't say anything to stop it or point out what was what was taken. That they didn't they didn't acknowledge what had happened. So that's the most likely, I believe, option. It's more likely. Uh, how else do we know that they're, they're maybe they they were guilty? Well, I think their guilt is implied in the punishment. If as we know, they were in fact stoned as well, because um, God has clearly stated elsewhere that He would not punish the children. For the action of their parents. Ezekiel 18 7, verse 17 says. He will not die for his father's sin. He will surely live. And the soul who sins is the one who will die. Ezekiel 18 verse 20. So we know this chap- chapter Ezekiel 18. God has clearly told us. In that entire chapter. About why he would not hold someone responsible. If they were not directly involved. Regardless of whether they were a family member or not. So this flies in the face completely of this idea that Akin's family were punished for his wrongdoing um, even though they were completely innocent. And you think, well, God has specifically said elsewhere that he wouldn't do that. So that is very strange. It, it's much more likely, again, because of the nature of their punishment, that they were they were complicit with the crime, whether it be they were involved directly or they just didn't point it out. God, in a sense, would be violating, I believe, his own word and his own law were he to punish Achan's family for sin they weren't even responsible for. Because Ezekiel 18 tells us that God wouldn't do that. So we can assume, and again, I, I, I appreciate it's an assumption, 
But it's based on the evidence. It's the most likely explanation. It just doesn't say specifically that they hadn't, they knew about the, the stolen items. But I believe that's the most likely explanation. So, also, the other thing that to say in this, sometimes people can read into this that, you know, that you know, children were killed. Um, it did say that they were acting sons and daughters, but there's no reference to this being, to them being small children. There's absolutely no reference to that at all. Um, and the point that we could make then, um, and again, just taking this a bit further, is even if there were little children involved in this, and again, this is a hard one to swallow for some people, but even if there were small children involved, which which there aren't here, because it's not stated, but just in case we wanted to get into that conversation, and I have covered this elsewhere, is why would God command the killing, or, or, or again, uh, destruction of, of young children, the, the answer to this will be, well, if their parents were killed, there'd be no one to care for them. Um, this may have left them as orphans um, at a time that was a rather dangerous predicament to be in, given the warring situation that they were in. And again, I know this will be uh, not uh, be a bit unpalatable to some people, but it would be more merciful for God to take them into his direct care than to leave them in that situation. But that's where faith element. That's obviously when we believe that God will take us to heaven and that's a much better place to be. So for children left in a dangerous situation, a war-torn situation as orphans, it may be more merciful and caring for God to take them into his direct care. As we know, children will automatically go into his presence when they die because they're innocent and they don't know right from wrong. You can see this, it's talked about in scripture also, Deuteronomy 1. And verse 39 talks about this. It tells us that children are not, you know, they don't know the, the difference between right and wrong. There is a point when they do know the difference, uh, but young children do not know the difference, which is why we absolutely teach and preach that, you know, you, you don't need to be forgiven of your sin when you're when you're only a child. But again, so that's another point just to make on that. But, but I can sin. At first reading, you read this and you think, how on earth could I explain this to someone? This doesn't make any sense. And the truth is, it just doesn't have them words that say his family were complicit with his crime. But the chances are they absolutely were complicit with his crime. Again, how do we know this? It's much more likely given the, the, the environment that they lived in. It's much more likely given the nature of their punishment and the big picture about God in scripture where it's revealed very clearly elsewhere that he would not hold someone responsible for someone else's sin. There could be a, an impact of someone's sin in, in, in someone else's life for sure. Like in our own lives, if we sin, there's clearly an impact for our children. You know, if I, just, if I became an alcoholic and I had al I drunk alcohol every day, you know, it's my sin, but there's going to be consequences for the people around me and extended family and in fact, many other people for that matter. So it, it does have an impact, but God has clearly said, I will not hold someone responsible for someone else's sin, whether it be familial or not. It doesn't, ma doesn't matter. I won't hold them responsible. So the nature of the punishment also shows us this as well. So um, it, it, I think the, the exciting part about this for me is, and again, some people may, may, may buy this, they may not be happy with this. There is actually a tradition, um, a Jewish tradition also um, was said that they, and again, I don't know that the text supports this, but there is a, a you know, a theory that they have that they actually came, the children came along and watched it. And it's all a technicality about, it said it's, in the scriptures that they stoned Akin, but not that they stoned the children. It does say in our, our current traditions, our translations, of course, that they did stone the, the sons and daughters as well. 
But that was a tradition that was out there. But again, I'm just excited by the idea of digging in and thinking, what, what is the most likely explanation here? Uh, we know that they were also punished, so what's the most likely explanation? And again, th- there is an explanation. Ezekiel 18 clears it up for us, as do many other passages. So if this has helped you today, please let me know. If you have any other questions like this, please let me know. Um, just let me know how you're getting on. Um, I'm praying for us all as we reach out, as we try to answer and defend Scripture. Um, th- there's many assaults on it today, uh, as much as, as I've, I've probably ever seen, uh, obviously in my short lifetime. But, um, yep, so many thanks for tuning in today. Hopefully this has been of some help. Please drop me any comments that you have, and that would be great. Many thanks for listening.